it was uh, about 2003, and uh, I get a call from our sheriff at the time was Jerry Special. He goes, hey, Tone, I want you to take these guys out, you know, go around, see what you could get. I says, all right. So the one guy gets in the front seat, and the one guy in the back seat. The uh, sound guy's in the back seat. And the camera guy's in the front seat. I says, all right, guys. I said, buckle up. Hey, guys, check out the 2023 Street Cop Conference, April 23rd through the 28th, Gaylord Convention Center. It's going to be the event of the year. Keynote speakers include Rob O'Neill, the guy who killed bin Laden, Kyle Carpenter, the youngest living Medal of Honor recipient, Navy SEAL Jason Redmond, Fox News host Tommy Laren, Marine Corps Special Forces and Leadership Coach Cody Alford, Sheriff Wayne Ivey, Sheriff David Clark, and Sheriff Mark Lamb. It's going to be one hell of an event. And on top of that, we have all of our instructors and additional instructors from other companies going to be at the event, giving you everything they know for you to have a successful career and get the results you want to get in the field as a police officer. On top of attending the event, you'll get face-to-face time with every instructor attending the event, and all the keynote speakers will spend time with you. we got special events all week, giveaways, nightlife. It's going to be really, really worth your time, energy, and effort. I promise you, you will not regret it for a second. To register for the conference, check out streetcop.com, click conference, and everything you need will be there on the homepage. If you are looking for a room, just click book a room. The block has been sold out at the Gaylord Opryland Convention Center but there are many hotels nearby within a walking distance of the event. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity. We will see you there. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Street Cop Training Podcast. I'm your host, founder and CEO of Street Cop Training. My name is Dennis Benio. I have with us today a very well-known has become a very social media popular guy. People, dude, it's crazy. Shit's catching fire again. All over the fucking, all over social media. Yeah, it was back in 2003, we did that too. It's crazy how it keeps going, but it's great. Maybe Good people, uh, you could just say your your famous phrase and people know exactly who you are. You Don't call it. me Poppy. There you go. That's who's with us. Tony Damiano. He was a cop here in Jersey. He's retired from the Passaic County Sheriff's Office. And I think that nobody is more known on fucking cops than you. Do you think anybody is known as much as you are on cops? Only uh, the guy from California. Who was that? I don't know. Yeah, but let's say, what did he do? <laughs> he was the uh, first guy in California that, that he was on cops. Um, he did movies. In, uh, he was in a, what do you call it? The uh, the gangster movie. Hold on. Goodfellas. He was in Goodfellas. I can't think of his name. He was a, uh, I don't know, California guy. Why was he, he was more a few f- just more famous now, but not on the show? I mean, you guys no, you took no, the show. No, no, not in the show. Dude, it's no. funny. You ever see like the first episodes of Cops, like the first ones they filmed? Well, that's what this guy was on. This with the big mustache yeah. and all, everything. Yep. They were fucking crazy. Yeah. So, uh, Tone, I appreciate you coming here. You're you're still in Jersey. Tell us about you and your career. Well, I tell you what, man, I had a great great career. I did the I worked in the uh, State County Courthouse. From there, I went to the Patrol Division. Patrol Division. Obviously, we did cops and the whole thing. After that, I got promoted sergeant, and uh, I was on anti-crime for oof, about 18 years, and uh, great career. I mean, I had fun. I miss it a lot. I still wish I was out there, but you know what? Just move on. Now I'm just uh, playing kindergarten cop for three days in a school in Belleville, <laughs> and I do uh, PI work. I work for a, uh, I have my own PI business. Also, I work for uh, Sage Intel in uh, New York City. Great organization. These guys are a great bunch of guys, Sage. 
Dude, what's it like working in the school now? You just yelling at the uh, kids, screaming at them, don't it's look up. It's great. <laughs> you uh, probably love it, right? Uh, it's, you know what? It's it's really it's pre-K through sixth grade, and uh, if the guys see me now, they're like, "Wow, you're in a, you're like a kindergarten." They calling me kindergarten cop. I'm like, you know, hanging out in the school all day. <laughs> it's fun. No, it's really fun. Really good time. So tell me about let's we'll talk about the cops thing a little bit, um, and we'll go into the career more, but. When did they film you guys? They come to you and say, hey, we want you to go on it. How does that work? So it was uh, about 2003, and uh, I get a call from our sheriff at the time was Jerry Special. He goes, hey, Tone, I want you to take these guys out, you know, go around, see what you could get. I says, all right. So the one guy gets in the front seat and the one guy in the back seat. The uh, sound guy's in the back seat, and the camera guy's in the front seat. I says, all right, guys. I said, buckle up. I said, let's go. <laughs> so I always had my favorite spots. Uh, to sit out and just hawk, you know, I hawk the projects, hawk, you know. So you wait, you sit, and that, that famous Poppy episode was rainy day. It was, I mean, it was nasty. I told these guys, I said, listen, bro, uh, I said, I don't think we're going to get anything, but we'll try. So I go set up. Now, my, uh, I didn't have lights on top of my uh, patrol unit, so it was great. You could sneak right in the stealth car. So I'm sitting there, boom. Here comes little Juan. He's walking. He's walking. I says, all right, watch this guy. Sure as shit. Boom. They exchange. So now I'm like, well, I ain't going to jump out in the rain. Let's see what he does. So he walks down the road. He goes into a hallway. I'm like, oh, boy. I says, all right, let's do this. And uh, the rest was history. <laughs> yeah, dude. Come through the door, and there he is. He's rolling his crack uh, in his cigar paper. Yeah, but there's a lot of different scenes that you're known for. It just wasn't the one. The one thing is the most famous thing. We made a shirt for it. Right. That yeah. one's that one I get all the time. I mean, even some of the parents at the school, like, I know you. I know you. Where are you, where are you from? I told him, I said, I'm from Patterson. He goes, you were a cop in Patterson? You are the poppy cop. I'm like, nah, that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's funny because, you know, I really don't want the kids looking on YouTube because these kids, sixth graders, they go around YouTube, they'll start looking. That's all you got to start doing over there. Well, they're going to yeah. find that eventually. Oh, please. It just takes one person to find yeah. out. Yeah. Parents are funny. Parents are like, yeah, you're that guy. I'm like, yeah, yep. But do people, like, you've been to other police events in the past. People recognize you at police oh, events. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, like, I, you know, you go to some friends' graduations and stuff. Hey, can I take a picture? I'm like, you want a picture with me? What the hell do you want a picture with me for? <laughs> no, you. I, I, so the best is when the kids tell me, these young cops are like, oh, I used to watch when I was eight years old. I'm like, yeah, thanks. I feel like a real old <laughs> bastard then. I mean, come on. But uh, it's great. Like, uh, it's, it's a good time. Like, the other cops are like, hey, can I take a pay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, if you want. I mean, you know, I'm not really. When did it start happening, dude, that people were recognizing? Because that was, I remember watching it, but I wasn't a kid. I was probably 22. Okay. But I remember watching it, and, like, it was literally one of the funniest things I ever saw in my well, life. Well, the first time I ever even noticed it was I'm in Toys R Us with my daughter, and uh, I hear, Poppy, Pop. I'm like, I didn't even think about it. It was these two girls from Patterson. We're from Patterson. You're the poppy cop. I'm like, oh, my God. That's when it started. Then I took my daughter to Florida in Disney. Never forget. We're walking through Disney. Hey, you're the guy from Cops. You're the guy from Cops. And my and it kept happening in Florida a lot, like at Disney. <laughs> my daughter's like, all right, already. She was young, too, at the time. So she's 30 now. So picture that. How long ago that was. She must have been about seven then. So and it still happens, or you think oh, time is happens all the time? No shit, all the time, all the time. And it's it's amazing that people still, you know, it's old. They're old episodes. Now we got connected because we were making this shirt. People would ask us to make the shirt forever. We have a bunch of different shirts, right? And like you got to make one, right? Yeah, yeah. You know that guy. So we made one, and uh, Tony was nice enough to model it for us. Yeah, 
It's funny, too, because people always call me and say, hey, can I get a shirt? I says, yeah, call Street Cop and order it. I said, I'm not selling them. They, these guys think like I'm selling. They made a challenge coin also. Someone made a challenge coin of the— uh, That's awesome. And But they spelled Poppy wrong, but that's all right. They still, it's on Amazon. They still sell it. I'm like, they're like, how much you get? I says, nothing. I says, oh, you should corner the market on I'm like, eh. I just, you know, just happy doing what I do. Bro, we sold those shirts out the first fleet. Like, we sold, like, I'm talking, like, 700 shirts in the first day. Wow. Yeah, it was nuts. We don't make a lot of money on them. Right, right. Just a couple bucks to cover the fucking time yeah, yeah. here and all the bullshit. And I was like, God, we got to get more. We got to get more. And people, still to this day, love them, dude. Yeah. It's funny. It's a funny, it, it, it's a catchphrase, too. Well, we had to make sure it looked as politically correct as possible. Right. Because it was a different time in the country then, right? It was a different oh, time yeah. of policing. Different time of policing. Very so, different. Then your daughter reached out to me. And she wanted shirts. Right. And she's like, hey, finally somebody made these shirts for my dad. I'm friends with her on Facebook still. Oh, okay. She's yeah, cool. Yeah. And then at that time, you were also on TV again. Oh, say yes to the dress. Yeah, that dress cost me 10 grand, just so you know. Anybody want to buy it, half off. Let's go. $10,000 for the dress? 10 grand. 10 grand. Come on. For Your one. grandfather now, too, right? Yeah, yeah. First one? Little, first one, little Giovanni. Who would have thought? Giovanni. Guy named Tony Damiano, your daughter's Italian name. Me and uh, little Giovanni were watching the Cowboys last night. How about them Cowboys? How old is he now? He's young. Three months. Yeah, he's young. I know, because I'm, yeah. like I said, friends yeah. with her. I see her. Three months. Yeah. Um, there were other episodes of uh, Cops that you were on, but it just wasn't just one episode. No. They come back and film you again? Uh, no, actually, what happens is you go three months. It's about three months they stay with you. And they just, there was other stuff on there that they didn't put on uh, on the air. I guess it wasn't politically correct or no. wasn't you uh, yeah i know i can't believe it i mean everything by the book with me just <laughs> just ask my sergeants and captains lieutenants everything's perfect but uh yeah there was there were some things that they didn't show uh so they get a whole you know thing and they made like a whole half hour show just cops edition jersey and uh, it was great. It was a good, you know, it's a good thing. Some of the Jersey's episodes are some of the better ones. Yeah, I think so. The Jersey well, we City get, ones are cool. We get everything. That's the problem. You've Jersey seen the Jersey City, City one yeah, with the Jersey. fucking guy with that monster dude. Oh, yeah. Oh. Who was running down the street Huge. after that guy. Yeah. His partner was like, they're driving in the Blazers. Remember they Huge. had the Blazers in Blazers. Jersey City? We had Blazers back then, too, though. We had every, yeah, we had Blazers. We had them old. It's nice to see the old cars. Now they got all these high fancy cars, but they can't do nothing. Their hands are tied. And they untied lock- their hands a little bit now. I mean, they're they're, they're back to chase. And I, you know, listen, yeah. I just asked an agency. I said they had something happen in a pursuit recently. I saw one at their higher command. And I went, "You guys still pursuing after that?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, "Really?" Well, he goes, "Yeah." Some places I know. Some places you lock a guy up for a brick of dope, he's out. It's like uh, so. These guys are like, "Why bother?" Yeah. Why bother? Yeah. Now with everybody smoking pot, forget it. It's. But, you know, what do we know? We only seen it and dealt with it. And so you started your career what year? 1988. 1988. You did 25. You left 25 in 2003. 25 in four months. I said, you know what? Uh, I think I had enough. It was it. Sort of writing on a wall. I was like, uh, my last. Uh, so they disbanded our anti-crime unit once the new sheriff got in. They disbanded that and uh, threw me back in patrol. Midnight supervisor, actually not even midnights. It was seven at night to seven in the morning. I was like, ugh. And then I would have court at nine. So when do you sleep? It's tough. So it's like, you know what? I woke up one morning. I'm like, you know what? I think I had enough. I think this is it. And you know, it was. It was. You could see the writing on a the wall. They started tying your hands more. You know, don't do as much this. Don't do that. Put the brakes on a little bit. You know. When did you know so, you want to be proactive? Like when you wanted to go out and like what? What did you uh, love first, about it? The first day, the first day in uh, patrol, uh, 
I was out there just now. I, w- I wasn't just writing, you know, regular tickets. I'd write five bang or six banger in a tow. You got to get the unregistered, uninsured, fictitious plates, the whole thing, and then uh, tow. Just and then from that, you got a lot of warrants. Everybody's got warrants. As long as they're high enough, boom, you're good. Good to go. They want to start shifting more to like trying to find drugs and shit like that. And then, yeah, well, then you run into everything guns, drugs, everything. Everything, you know, you know, everything just falls into place once you start stopping cars, you know. What was like your reputation for being out there in Patterson? Did you have a reputation amongst people in Patterson, amongst the, the criminals, your, well, your co workers? Yeah, they knew. They knew. One, one, so, uh, Joe Petroselli was another guy that was proactive a lot on Cops, too. He was on there a couple episodes. So when me and Joe were on, like, we'd do different shifts. They would know we were out there right away. They knew we're floating around. Hey, you know, be careful. Them guys are out there. Because, you know, we'd hawk all the uh, great neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah. Well, people were coming in to Patterson, oh, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Patterson was uh, the hub for still is. everything pure. I mean, the best is. crack, the best heroin, the best everything. I mean, still, it's wild so. there. Patterson's yeah. nuts. Yeah, Patterson—it's—it's its own. And let me tell you, the Patterson cops are freaking phenomenal, bro. They'll—they will back you up. You know, like two seconds, boom, they're there. They're—they're they're unbelievable cops. They're—you—you you work in Patterson, it's another world. Were you guys on like the same channels? Could they hear your stuff? So we had Patterson radios in our radio car. So if anything, like a couple times, my guys would be like a ways. To back me up, I'd call. I'd say, listen, uh, you guys got a, a unit nearby? Yeah, no problem, Sarge. Be on the way. Boom. And, like, the guys know you. Plus, we had cars in Patterson. We had, used to have sector cars in Patterson working. Dispatched by them at and one it, point. And those guys were, pit, were were working, what, to support Patterson or to, to do your own thing? Like, to be proactive? Well, we had guys, yeah, we had proactive guys to do our own thing. And we had guys assigned to Patterson PD that would, they would answer calls. No shit. Oh, yeah. So, at one time, we had uh, four cars in Passaic. That would answer their calls. We had four cars in Patterson, and then Willowbrook used to use four cars in Willowbrook. Wow. Yeah. So, why did they have this? They just needed the help. They needed the help. Yeah. Too too much going on. Yeah. I mean, the guys like working in Patterson and all those places. Oh yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Patterson, Passaic. I would say Patterson more. Everybody got along good. Everybody. Oh yeah. Cops are. Oh, it's Jersey, dude. You know how yeah, it is. Everybody's. Even now, it's still good. Yeah. Oh, Jersey's. It's own it's Jersey, own New thing. York, Philly, these right. areas, like this whole Northeast. Yeah. I'll even say Maryland as well. Right. You go down, I never had a problem with a Maryland guy. They're good dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think overall in the country, more than half the cops are good guys and girls, especially when it comes 100%. to like the, with, with the professional courtesy and stuff like that. Um, there are those hand jobs out there, though. Oh, we got them too. We always had hand jobs. Yeah. You know, you, they write your own t- you're over your own card to be like, you know, you get a jerk off. What are you doing? It's like, oh, well. Well, did he give you attitude? Well, well, no. I said, so you couldn't go find somebody to write a ticket to? Ah, uh, please. We used to have so many of them, too. Everybody's got them. Yeah. But I've never, tell you the truth, not good. I've never had a problem. I mean, a minute. And then when I used to get, even see a car, I'd be like, all right, take care. I mean, 25 years in Patterson, You got, what's some of the most fucked up things you've seen? Some of the craziest shit. you got to have a few things that, that stick out in your head. Well, I tell you what, the first day, the first day on patrol, we get a call, me and my partner. Now, he's training me. Well, we, we, you know, he was training me. He's like, all right, come on, let's go. So we get in the car and we go get a call. Traffic accident. All right, no problem. Traffic accident on Riverview Drive and Totowa. We get there. Garbage man ran over his own guy, bro. Whoa. First day. Ran over his own guy. Squashed his head. Okay, great. They don't. From there, hey, you guys got to go take a non-breather at the golf course. Go right to the golf course. Boom. 
not breathing. The recruits at the time, State County uh, Police Academy was on the golf course. It was at the golf course. Recruits are, are doing CPR. Guys spitting up all over them. You know, wow. no mask or nothing back right. then. Nobody cared back then. Masks and nothing. Boom, thrown up in the recruit's mouth. Oh shit! Another fucking dead guy. Boom, two days, um, two guys dead. First day of patrol. First couple hours of patrol. I was like, How long were you in the course before you got into the road? Uh, about a year, year and a half. That's not bad. No. Well, I went to the academy. Uh, first, I went to. Uh, back then, you can go to. Uh, we, they sent us to Patterson PD to get our a couple a crash course just to carry guns before your actual police academy. Oh no, shit! Yeah, so you go there and you go through the course. You know, you qualify the whole thing. You get your two C and everything. You not like a recruit though yet. No, not a full fledged recruit. But no. I'm saying, were they breaking your balls and stuff when you? No, went there? no, no, not at all, not at all. So you get your gun, you go back. They sent out the whole. A whole group of guys to the academy. All right, cool. Now you're in the courthouse doing what you got to do, transports, blah, blah, you know, the whole thing. Those guys came back. We went. They opened up the first Passaic County Police. So I was in the first Passaic County Police Academy. No shit. Yeah. Which is wild because now since then they have, they've had so many, you know, police academies. Sure. And it's funny because my brother works up there. He's a um, PT guy, instructor up there too. No kidding. So he breaks their balls really good. He, he busts their balls. So when you go to the academy, so when I came back, he's like, all right, uh, you know, you go to patrol, you go to patrol, you go to patrol. You know, he tells every, all the different assignments where you're going. So I was just, boom. I'm like, all right, cool. Patrol. I mean, listen, the courthouse ain't a bad gig either. Five and two. Weekends and holidays it's off. Boring as hell, though. Weekends and holidays off. If yeah, you but want it's boring that. as hell. Some guys won't leave. Well, sure. I know people that take that job specifically knowing right. they can get it. So they could have that kind of schedule. We had supervisors that didn't want to leave. Even you, supervisors that would make 10% more at night would stay in the courthouse and say, you know what? Now nah, I'll stay here. I don't want to come out. Yeah, but could you ever do that? I couldn't do that. Yeah, me neither. No. I would have, I no. you know, at some point in my life, I would have done the job for free if right. I could have. Right. I mean, if, it, if the job was the same as when I was out there, I'd still stay. Yeah, it's a good time. I would have been there. and Listen, we did what we had to do. We had a lot of shootings, a lot of... A lot of shootings, a lot of a uh, couple officers die. We had uh, the 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 girl in Fairlawn, Marianne. She passed away Colorado, that night. Yeah, the car actually passed me up on Tenth Ave, and we were like, "What the hell's going on?" We didn't know what was going on that night. That was that was a crazy night. Then we had uh, Franklin in Patterson got killed at um, on Broadway, uh, like two o'clock in the morning. He didn't have his gun on him. They killed him, Patterson cop. Wow. Yeah. Why didn't he have his gun on? He was off duty? Yeah, he was off. Oh, okay. He just, it was just, I guess. It wasn't because he was a cop. No, he just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. It's terrible. So, I mean, I've seen a lot, a lot of shit. Whatever happened with the Marianne Colora thing? Because that's, I, what year was that? I think I, oh, I came on the job. There was like a one or something like that. That was, because well, those, I, those, the guy that actually killed her and ran her over, actually, a deputy in Florida lit him up. That night, nobody slept in Patterson. I mean, she was shot or she got run over. No, no, she got shot. Yeah, yeah. And then run over. Oh wow. Yeah, she got bolted. That poor officer. That was bad. But and then we were looking for him. Nobody slept for like two days looking wow. for that guy, and he drove to Florida. Yeah, it was. That was bad. Really bad. They, he got taken into custody. He got killed. They killed. Him. Oh, they killed him in Florida. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't mess with Florida, man. <laughs> don't mess with them guys. They don't care. They don't take no shit. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, I mean, it's how it was here. Yeah. People, I don't know about now. But. Yeah, I don't know about now either, but I'm telling you, like, I remember we got pulled over by Connecticut State Police. Uh, we were going to a bachelor party in Boston. Two of my friends I worked with. Actually, one works here. The guy was working a detail, and I don't think he realized the speed limit that he was working. So the speed limit was 70 or 75, and I was doing, like, 81 or 80, 85 or something like that, right? So just 10 over. I don't want to, you know, I'm not yeah, trying yeah, to. Yeah. We're, we're in no rush. I'm not going right. to do 103. Because I can, you know. So uh, he pulled me over, and he, had a, he was a canine guy. I remember the leash around his neck. He's like, hey, Connecticut State Police, da-da-da. And we all had our 10 hours. Like, you guys are all on the job? I go, yeah, we're all from Jersey. He goes, oh. He goes, I go, what? you know, I'm not trying to break your chops at all, but, like, what do we stop for? He's like, I don't work this area. You know, he's like, you're doing, you're doing 76, he said, or something like that. And I said, well, yeah, but the speed limit's 65. Right. Or whatever. Or said, he said, you're doing 86. And I said, well, the speed limit's 75. And he goes, it is? And I go, yeah. All the signs back there. He goes, oh, I don't work this area usually. They have us over here for a stupid thing. He goes, oh, is it that much? I go, yeah. He goes, I didn't even know. He goes, I thought you were like 20 over the speed limit. I said, no, no. He goes, oh. He goes, nah, no worries. He goes, if I, was, if I told you that and I was in Jersey, you guys probably think me had a car and beat the shit out of me, right? Like, you guys in Jersey, too? <laughs> we, got that, that, we, got that, yeah. we got that reputation. I don't know why. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, no, 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 no. We... That wouldn't be the case. He goes, oh, I know about you fucking guys over there. Yeah, we got it. We get a bad rap. We really do. We get a bad fucking rap. Yeah, you got. You know, it's a whole different game now. Wrong, right, wrong, or indifferent. Just listen. When we were getting on the job, and my lieutenant at the time got on the job in '69. Wow. So he actually, I would tell the story, but he told me uh, there were a lot of guys telling me, oh, you know, you're out there stopping cars. It's not worth it. All the paperwork. It's bullshit. You're gonna get in trouble. This is this is the early 2000s. Right. You know, I got on 01. Maybe this is like 0405 by the time I got to my next, my final agency. And he took me to the side and he said, you know, when I got on the job, this is how he talked. When I got on the job in 1969, they were saying the same shit to me back then. So here I am 30-something years later. He goes, and I got to tell you, we were fucking killing people back then. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no rules, and they were telling us this job's not what it used to be. He goes, it was, and it was wild. Yeah, they were 60s. wild. Oh, they were wild. Sixties, forget it. I said, well, I know. I'd ask him a lot of questions, I'm like, what did people do when they complained to the police? He's like, there was nobody to complain to. Right. There was no such thing as internal affairs. I go, would they go to the county? He goes, they used to. They had a sergeant where I worked. He used to sit at the desk at police headquarters. It's like in the sixties, seventies. He had a Tommy gun. Oh. And if you came in to file a complaint, he'd pull a Tommy gun on you yeah. and shove you. He goes, he would take you, he would grab people coming in to file complaints on police officers and throw them down the stairs outside. Oh. Literally just grab them and launch them out the steps. There was You couldn't even file a complaint. Yeah. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the Street Cop Podcast, do us a favor and go with, give us a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. Tell a friend. We don't charge anything for the episodes. We appreciate your support. Check us out on any social platform by putting into the search bar, Street Cop Training. Give us a follow. We have a lot of free content coming out every single day that you might not catch here on the podcast. And it's important for you to be able to do your job more professionally, and we also entertain you as well. But it was, a, it was a whole different time. And this is like, we talk about the country's history. We have Ralph Friedman on. You know who Ralph is? Mm. Ralph is the most decorated New York City detective in the history of the NYPD. Ralph has, I don't want to misquote it, but like nine or 13 on-duty shootings, four or five kills. Wow. He was anti-crime right away. He was, he worked Fort Apache in wow. the 70s. You know, it was wild. The dude was in shootouts like crazy. I mean, Half his squad was murdered. You know, it was like a nut. It was a nutty place. And he tells stories. He's like, you know, it's like we invented 
I think we invented waterboarding. Oh, shit. Yeah, but he said, like, back then, the politicians wanted the work. They wanted right. them to go out and do this. They go into clubs, like, eight, ten of them, and just shut these, like, going in and sticking yeah. pistols in people's heads. And, like, they were nuts. And it's just a part of history. It's well, not like we're saying, this is a good idea now to go do. It's it's talk about history of, of the country and um, how it's progressed to now. And, you know, i got to be honest with you, some of this stuff now, you know, when you look at it, you're like, eh, maybe it looks a little more sense now to try to talk to people a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah. You don't have a choice. To a certain degree. Right. But sometimes you don't have a choice. No, no. Listen, we have a class here. Jeff Schultz is, uh, he was a New York State trooper. He ran 16 or 18 years. He was signed to the Detective Bureau as the state hostage negotiator. He did the training for it. He was the guy. And he starts his class like this. Like, look, we're going to show up trying to talk to you. But if you want us to shoot you in the head, we'll shoot you in the head. Sure. He's like, so if I show up and I want to try to establish communication, you want to come out with a fucking sword? Eh, you chose that. We're right. going to shoot you in the head. This is not some bullshit where we're going to sit out here and try to run from you. Uh, we're going to try to work with you, but don't forget, you pull a gun on us, you pull a knife on us, we're going to shoot you. Well, now they want to bring uh, what a social worker, uh, so, uh, the social, what do they want to bring up? Yeah, well, I think a lot of that's cut falling to the wayside. Yeah. How are you going to do that? No, it's because they just want to appeal to these political agendas. Yeah, no, now they're switching back. Now you got everybody yeah. saying, oh, let's support the police. Right. Yeah, it isn't what it is. Yeah, because you screwed little. up. Little by little, they're saying. Yeah, it. yeah. It's but not a, a full yet. I could see, like, when I, sometimes you're at the gym and you got a, a police shirt on and you can see, like, the looks. Uh, like, I, I was at the gym and the guy goes, oh, I didn't know you were a cop. I says, yeah, why? Oh, I didn't think you were a cop. Dude, never look at you the same again. Yeah. They still people are like anti still anti cop. I, I think don't know it's why. I think I think even in the past some people were anti cop too. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah. I think now they just emphasize it more with social media and the got, news. I think it got a lot worse though. I really well do. because it said because because they make it seem like the the hip thing to do. Right. Right. It's impressionable. And what we're saying on the other side of it is like we're trying to change that 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 dynamic that right. thought until they need you. Oh, always. And then when you need when they need the cop, oh please 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 oh now you need you. Now you need us coming over there and, you know. I think I got an internal affairs complaint on that one time because somebody complained about me. And then, oh, yeah, I did. And then um, they had to call the police. And I said, oh, we're, you know, because she was, this lady was a nut. I mean, she, and she wasn't a nut like she was mentally insane. She was a horrible human being. Right. Hated the cops. Kids were always like right. felons. These were bad people. This woman was the, was just anti-cop. She hated every, she hated the fucking cops. And uh, made our lives as difficult as we possibly could. So I came back to her and I went, okay, wait. It wasn't even an internal affairs complaint. She brought it up in court. Ugh. And uh, she's like, well, he told me that, oh, look at that. Now you need the cops. I think, her, I, think they, I think they shot at her son in one of our, one of our crappier areas. Right. And, you know, maybe, maybe at that time somebody might have said that to her. I don't know if it was me. I don't think it was. Nah, probably you know, not. But, uh, I don't think so. I don't but I think somebody said to her along the line, she th might have thought it was me. Somebody said, oh, look, you... Last week, you told us to go fuck ourselves. Now you need us, huh? Right. Shell casing on the floor. You want justice. You want the da-da-da. It's interesting. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. Hopefully, everything will turn back around, and they'll say, yay, the police, let's go. Dude, Come do on. people still reach out to you, like, oh, try to try to get a hold of you and shit yeah, over this whole the, fucking— all the time. Yeah, what? Yeah. All the time. Like, who? So Me? <laughs> well, besides you. There's a, uh, a Facebook, um, like a Facebook— Fan club, say that some guy in, in uh, what do you call it started in Canada. You'll always my daughter be like, can you reach out to this guy, please? He was a kid. You sent them a patch when you were because I used to get like kids used to write 
like letters and send them to the sheriff's department. Can you send me a patch? I'm like, all right, no problem. I send you a patch. Like he'd color a picture. So this kid ended up being a cop somewhere, I think California. And he was on there trying to reach out to me because my daughter looks at all that stuff. Facebook. I don't have Facebook. So she got right. At, she got right to me right I away. I, yeah, I don't do Facebook or. I Instagram. think your daughter sent me her cell phone number, and I called her, and she was like, "Oh my god, this is so good." Yeah. She's really proud of you. Yeah, she loves that stuff. She loves all that. Uh, she, yeah, she likes that. So he tried to reach out to you. Who else? So he tried to reach out. It, you know, it's really funny. We, I, I go to Costa Rica once a year with a bunch of guys. We're in the jungles, <laughs> in the friggin' jungles on ATVs, and we stop, and there's a like a little hut that they have like beers and stuff. So we're hanging out on, a, on the ATVs. We're having uh, a couple of beers. And these other guys come flying in, ATVs. They stop. They get off. They're going to the hut. The one guy looks over. He goes, hey, you from Patterson? <laughs> I said, holy shit. I says, ah, what do I say? I don't fucking know. I says, maybe. Why? You look like that guy from Cops, man. I've been trying to get a hold of you for so long. I says, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm a New York City cop. Pop, pop. I say, oh, okay. Well, you got a hold of me now, bro. What's up? No, I just want to say, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, so it was funny. In Costa Friggin' Rica. Does it ever bother you when people come up to you? No. No, it's cool. I think people sometimes maybe misunderstand that, like, you're from Jersey. You're from fucking, you grew up in North yeah, Jersey, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people got to understand, like, this is Tony being nice. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is. Yeah. This is the no nice Mr. Tony. Like, I tell the kids at school, this is the nice Mr. Tony. Just don't get it twisted here. <laughs> Yeah. But they must like you, right? Oh, uh, we have a blast. Let me tell you. Yeah, we have, a, we have a good time. Parents like you? Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. We have a great time. The school's uh, it's fun. It's a fun time. I can only do three days, though. Only three days. I can't do any more than three days at the school. What's that been like, like being there? Like, what, what, what are some of the things you're doing at that school? Just yelling at kids in the hallways? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Not even. Yeah. Like, you know, once in a while, you yell at a kid. You know what? Since, like now, since I've had them as kindergartners and now they're sixth grade, a lot of them come up to me. They'll come to the chair. Like, I got a, like a little hallway that I sit in, and I got a chair that sits off to the side. And they'll come in. They'll start talking to me. Like, the troubled kids, you know what I mean? Like, that these, you know, like the teachers think they're troubled, but they're not really that much troubled. Well, the teachers not, just don't know how to handle anything. So it's not, it's not like they're, you know. So they'll come and they'll sit there and they'll talk to me. They'll, they'll threaten. The teachers will threaten. Oh, I'm going to send you to Mr. Tony. They want to come down and sit next to me. <laughs> they want to come down here and sit there. So stuff like that. I mean, they're they're good. They're good. And then basically, it's nothing uh, nothing crazy there. Like I said, it's pre-K to six. So I would never work in a high school. There's no way I'm working in a high school. Yeah, they drive you nuts. Oh, forget it. Nah, it's too crazy. Has people from like cops reached out to other TV shows trying to get you on? Um, I was on that DEA show for a while. I did that. I did one episode of that, um, DEA. They took that off the air. Oh, yeah. Why did they take it off the air? I think their CIs were getting, uh, getting clipped here. Oh, shit. I mean, we, yeah. we would watch, and I would ask DEA agents that I know. I'm like, why are you guys? Right. We probably know some of the same guys. And I'm like, why are you guys uh, doing that? Like, it's yeah. really crazy. Yeah. It's great. It was crazy. Somebody at the fucking top, like, liked it. Right. And gave it the blessing. And I'm yeah. like, this is fucking, I'm literally watching, you know, yeah. this is not hard to figure out who's flipping and who's not. It was, it's pretty cool, though, because they used to come, so it wasn't at the same time as when they filmed Cops. I think it was just maybe a year later or two years later. Yeah, maybe two years later, because I was on Anti-Crime already. Same thing. Uh, Jerry goes, hey, Tong, uh, can you go out with these guys? See what you can find. I'm like, all right. And, you know, you could always, there's always something in Patterson to find. Always something. Oh, my God. It's 
It's, it's ridiculous. And the guys are doing a great job. You could you see it in the papers. It's not like they're not doing nothing. The cops are, are banging guys left and right. Here, you know, kilos here, kilos there. There's so much shit out there. It's just ridiculous. We ridiculous. have a class on auto theft. It's really good. Corey Rodriguez is is literally the fucking Yoda of auto theft. I think he trained the guy in Patterson. And I forgot what the number was, but this guy goes out in a month. And just because he's in Patterson, and I'm not knocking the city of Patterson, you know, they got a lot of good people there too. It's just a tough place. It's really, one of those places really where they, when you when you pull up at a light at Patterson, you and you don't pay attention to your surroundings, you're like, whoa, where where the fuck am I? Yeah. Like that downtown Patterson, that's why you end up with that light, you come off of 17 up there. 19, 19. Or yeah. 19, and you run through Patterson. 17's up there too, though, isn't it? No, no, 17's on the other side. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 19. And you come through and they, they they detour you through Patterson. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, I used to, when I used to work, so people would get off of Route 80 and they'd end up by the projects. I'm like, uh, like families. I'm like, uh, and you know, they don't belong. They got lost. I'm like, uh, what are you doing? Oh, well, we're looking for, I says, no, no, no. Route 80 is right here. What are you, because 23rd Ave runs alongside Route 80. And they'd end up like going into the deep. I'm like, ugh. So I've forgetting, like, They'd come off the road also on Market Street, flat tires, stuff like that. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, says, wow. We got to get you the fuck out of here because. You'll get killed. How are you going to leave these robbed. people there? Yeah, yeah. Especially late at night? You can't. So you'd sit there. Uh, oh, you call. Classic was really good. Classic Tone, they were really good coming out. I say, hey, can you uh, send a tow truck like right away? Because these people like, you know, need a need tire help. change. Like, right. And they, boom. They were great. Like, like I said, like Patterson, everybody worked together so great. Even like a sector car, if let's say you were busy and you say, hey, can you just send a sector car just to stand by for them? Yeah, yeah, no problem. And they boom. But it was great. It's a, it's still, a, you know, I'm in Patterson every day, actually. <laughs> I go down and steal the last coffee shop in Patterson, Italian coffee shop for my espresso every day. No shit. Sometimes twice a day. Depends to, how much I need. To finish up the last one, because I don't want to yeah. forget this. I think this dude went out just... And just literally, I think, took off like 19 stolen cars in a month, just driving around looking for them. Oh, yeah. Right. And uh, there's many stories of people driving around and being able to spot traps and hides on cars. Because when you're trained on it, you're like, oh, shit, they're right in front of my face all the time everywhere. They're right, right. here. Do people in Patterson still remember you like like somebody, you know? Like, oh, you, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Do they the like, like most people like you in Patterson? Yeah. 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 You know what it is? When you, if you're a cop and you're out there and you're doing your job. And you, you don't do anybody dirty. You're doing the right thing. They, no, nobody's good. Even the guy that you send to prison for, let's say, 10 years, he'll come out like nothing. Like, you should be, like, hated. You sent the guy to prison for, like, 10 years. You should be hated. But, nah. You nah. say what's up, say hello. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten that, like I said, in Patterson already. Guys that I wouldn't even remember. Like, he'll remember you. He'll be like, yeah, man, you sent me to prison, blah, blah. I'm like. Yeah. I've had that happen. He goes, but you didn't do me dirty, so, you know, I was out there. My own fault. So you get that. There were times, I mean, I'd be out and people were like, yo, this is the cop that pulled me over. And I'm like, I know you're not, I, I know for a fact I didn't write you a ticket. And like, nah, nah, you let me go. And I'm like, well, yeah, dude, I don't write tickets. Right. I'm looking for guns and drugs and, and bad guys. I want right. I want all that good shit. Uh, but I remember another time when I first started dating my wife, we went out to a place here in Jersey, as we're walking in, it's her first time with me. And she was young. I was 30. She was 21, 22. 
And the guy's like, yo, that's the fucking guy that locked me up right there from Woodbridge, right? And I'm like, I'm like, and she's like, I'm like, relax, it's cool, I promise you. And he's like, yo, that's the coolest motherfucker. That you're like, yo, this dude's the man. And uh, he's like, I'm buying you a shot. I'm like, no, we're good, dude. I have no idea what I locked him up for, right? I have no clue. All I knew is that when I arrested you, you got treated with respect. Right. I never did anybody dirty. Right. I wasn't picked right. on in high school. There wasn't. I wouldn't try to throw the book at you. If you were a decent guy, we could figure it out. Right. And he said he went to jail for like three years. Yeah. We actually did a raid one time, and um, yeah, it's a long story. I tell it in class, but essentially, one guy's like, "Tell him to stop searching. I'll talk to you." So I'm like, "I don't even." He was actually my target, and I don't. I didn't know. He didn't know me. How did he know me? You know. So I told everybody, "I'm like, stop, stop, just stop." You tear this kid's house up. His parents are here. Just, just stop. And he's in handcuffs in his white boxer shorts. Right, right. Right? Everybody wears white boxer shorts because they come from the county, right? So I said, uh, he goes, I'm only talking to you. And I said, why are you only talking to me? You don't even know me. He goes, I don't know you, but I do know you. He goes, everybody in this town knows you. He goes, and they know that you're a fucking hard charger. Like you're, and I don't think he said hard charger. He's like, they know they don't fuck. I think he said, like, everybody knows you don't fuck around. And you lock a lot of motherfuckers up. He goes, but they also all, all know that and say you're a good dude. So based on what other my friends, because he starts naming his friends, like you, ne- you locked up so-and-so and this, they all said you're a good fucking guy, right? That All of them. He goes, you're the only one here I trust. Yeah, say. And dude, that guy, we weren't even in the right spot. He's like, I'll tell you where this shit is that you're looking for. I'm like, is it at your friend's grandmother's house? He's like, how'd you know that? I'm like, probably doing surveillance on you for two fucking weeks. Yeah. He's like, you have? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, somebody snitching me? I'm like, yeah, somebody snitched on you. I'm like, how do you think I would know of to course. look for you? I go, you remember like two weeks ago when it was raining? I go, I was trying to fuck, I had a guy working on the unit. I don't know, I've, I've done a whole other story about that. But this guy, like, I'm like, yo, can you do me a favor, sit out here because I, this guy's supposed to get a delivery. If anything, I could just rip him and I won't burn the CI. He'll, he won't know. We'll just do a cold stop on him. He's going to have a fuck, a few pounds of weed. And, uh, you yeah, know, it was the time when I was new in narcotics. And I only ran very temporarily in narcotics. I, I didn't want to be, no bullshit. I didn't want to be in there. I like uniform patrol work. Right. I'm not saying that because I didn't have other opportunities. You know, my friends got promoted. Guy like me, I was friends with everybody. My friends unofficially like, yo, you want to be detective here? And I'm like, no, I don't. No, I'm four on, four off. You I like, work on 5P to 3A. I get to chase cars, get in fights. Yeah, but you got to do domestics. I don't mind them. You know, I, don't, yeah, I didn't yeah, mind yeah. the bullshit, dude. I just never did. And uh, I just, I liked it. I liked being in uniform. I liked the, and you know, it's funny. A guy came up to me and said, a guy that I really admire, maybe not so much as a cop, but as a human being, uh, real good dude. And he appreciated my work for as much time he had on the job. He would always, I was a hard charger, man. I was, I was, you know, I certainly had that reputation. You know, people, some people don't like it. Most people did. And most people eventually appreciated it. Right. I think I got asked or was going to, they were coming at me to like maybe go into the bureau or something like that. And he came to me in the hallway and said, hey, Dan, you're going to, you're going to go, you're going to go to bureau? I go, nah. He goes, let me tell you something. Because they take every guy we got in patrol and they bring him to the bureau. Every good guy we got. He goes, they leave us with nothing. You know, like, look around. He's like, look who they leave us with. They all go to these specialized units. And they leave us with the guys they don't want. And he said, but, you know, we need guys like you in patrol. Because I'm in patrol, at the time, he's like, I'm in patrol 22 years. We need guys wow. like you. He's like, and these guys here, they might not tell you, but they they like when you're here. They Everybody appreciates when guys like you and this other guy and this other guy, when you guys show up, we had a big agency, 200 guys. Wow. So our patrol division at times, I mean, we... It was not uncommon, especially when nobody's taking vacation days in like January, February. We'd have, you know, 25, 26 doubled up cars for 26 square miles. Wow. Yeah, we have a lot. And that's not including four sergeants, two lieutenants, detective bureau, two, three guys out from the bureau floating around. Sometimes narcotics is out. 
you know, 60, 65 cops for 26 square wow. miles. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. And, uh, and it wasn't the middle of downtown Manhattan. Right. You know, it was, uh, it was a suburb, but, you know, had, had, we had a lot yeah, of... Is Woodbridge busy, though? Oh, you were busy. Yeah. Well, we're busy. Got a lot of highways, too. Oh, uh, everything. Yeah. yeah. A lot of pursuits, bro. Just we sit had, on our, the highway and watch. That's all I did. That's it. Just keep going and keep going. Oh, boom. That's it. Killed yeah. it. We, we had real good jobs, yeah. too. We were doing real good work. You um, know this, too. When you, you know you got it when you got it. Like, you know how guys want to try and get it? You just... You just got it. I don't even know how the hell you you know you look at a car. I'm like, yeah, that's dirty. <laughs> yeah. Even now, like when I don't work, I'm not working. Can't turn it off. No. I'm like, oh fuck. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Tell you a funny story. I'm with my daughter, and I I says, all right, come on, Steph, I gotta go get coffee. Go to 21st Ave, get coffee. As I'm going to the light, I'm going to make a right, on get back to 80 to go back home. I see a car come off the highway. I'm like, they're going to cop. Yeah, right, Dad. So I'm telling you, Steph, they're going to cop. Yeah, right. I said, all right, smart ass. So I had to prove her wrong. Turn around, following her around. In a little two-seat Mercedes I got. We're following this fucking car. I'm like, oh, boy. Here we go. Goes down to the Patterson Fourth Ward. I said, watch. She's going to pull over under the trestle. The guy's going to come out. He's going to come running. He's going to give it to her. Yeah, okay. Sure as shit, bro. The guy fucking says... Exactly what I said. She goes, how the hell did you know that? Because I, I just know. She looked at me like, oh, my God. She's like, wow, can we do it? I said, no, we ain't doing it again. Come on, I got to go home. Let's go. And we just we just left. And she was just like amazed. Like, how the hell did you do that? Yeah. You just got And like today, to this day, when I'm driving, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like nobody's around. You know what I mean? It's like. We have a guy here who's uh, he's become one of my best friends. So they call him the Red Ninja. Got red hair, but he's a killer. And he's this guy's hitting significant stuff. He works in it. He works interdiction. He's out on the highways. He's knocking down like 300 pounds of weed on a stop, 15, 20 kilos. This is like multiple times a week. He's not cold stops. Right, right. He has no intel. He's not doing whisper yeah. stops. Sometimes he gets called. You know, they'll call him. They need something done. He'll he'll have to stop a car for right, them because right. he's competent enough. Uh, but dude, when he comes here and he gets in my car, he can't turn it off. I mean. You thought I was bad. I've been able to dial it back a little bit now right. lately because I'm running the company. I got a lot going on. I have four kids. Sometimes you're in a car. I mean, I'm not looking at perps. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, he's a fucking pain in the ass to ride with. And I'm like, hey, hey, yeah. you're out of jurisdiction, homie. He's like, did you see that? He's actually like, he's like, bro, I just saw that drug deal go down. And I'm like, I, I know, I know. But yeah, and I'm he's not working. on the job. He's still working. He can't right? stop. Yeah, he's still working. He can't stop. Uh, you know, I, I should record going in the car with Kenny when he's here. When I pick it up at the airport and yeah. we're in the car, I'm driving back to my house because he stays with me. And uh, you should, you should like, it's like, it's like a dog. Like, <laughs> he just can't stop. Yeah, you can't. You just like, and you're like looking like, holy shit. Yeah, dude, it's, it's funny though. It really is. So it's either you got it, or you don't got it. That's what I tell people all the time. It's either you got it or you don't got it. So, and you know, in 50 years, it'll be a whole different world. Yeah. Well, I'll be dead by then. So, yeah. How old are you now? 56. 56. You might be alive. You might have a shot at it. Nah. I got an uncle who's 98 and a half. And he's a dude, he's amazing. Really? Right? Oh. Ta- like this What's little, he drinking? Anything he wants. He don't give a fuck. Okay. And smoking a cigar. A he, smoked, he smoked cigarettes. Okay. From when he was nine till he was like 83 years old. Yeah. And the doctor, he maybe even 87 to be honest with you. So the doctor breaks like, how long have you been smoking? He smoked a lot. He's been smoking for like 70 something years. The doctor's like, you have a, the lungs of a 37-year-old. He's like, it's wild. And even now, I call I talked to him recently. I go, what are you doing tonight? 
because I'm going to put, I got this, uh, I tell this to my different kind of pot roast. Oh, I'm going to make this pot roast tonight. It's exactly how it talks. I'm going to put it in. I'm going to make uh, three, uh, what's the drinks that other people drink? That's a popular drink. Oh, I don't, I don't want to. Manhattan? I don't think it's a Manhattan. No. It's, uh, so I, people have been drinking a lot lately. Not I don't the know. martinis. No, it's like, like they're stiff drinks, but like not martinis, but something. I forgot what he said. Old fashioned? Old fashions. There you go. That was a good guess. Wow. People, old fashioned. People drink a lot of old fashions. Right. That was a really good guess, Frank. Yeah, just give me a McAllen and a cigar. We're good. Yeah. So he goes, "I'm gonna have two old fashions. Gonna get a little fucked up and go to sleep." Nice. He's gonna be 99. He, he was on D-Day Normandy first first wave. Wow. Get her the stories, dude. Wow. It's wild. Yeah. Wild shit. Three tours in Germany. Uh, this guy's unbelievable, dude. Holy shit. Grew up in Little Italy nice. in the 20s. Into the 30s, he's got a picture. He just showed it to me on his phone. Got a, he's got a, got an iPhone. You can fake. We can FaceTime him right now. That's funny. And I said, "What? You have an iPhone?" He goes, "Yeah." I, he goes, "You know, I, uh, uh, you know, I'm almost 99, and everybody says, uh, Lil, how do you do it?'" Wow, dude, drives. You, I'll show you a picture of his Camry. He's got a, he's got a black, he's got a, like a silver Camry with black rims, all balled out. It's like a year old. Wow, brand new. I see. So Thanksgiving, I'm watching one of my Aunt Denise's house. I'm like, let me watch this motherfucker, what he's doing. Bro, driving like a fucking pro. So, funny you said Little Italy. My dad was born 1921, across the street from Ferrara's. Wow. In one People of the don't know it's a bakery. In one of the apartments, 1921. Yeah. And then he went, and he stole my mother from a little town in Italy. Oh, shit. Snatched her up. Oh, yeah. Snatched her up. So they were about 20, 21 to 22 years apart. We gotta go interview my uncle Low. We gotta do yeah, an episode on him. You should. Yeah, we gotta go over there. He, dude, it's funny. I, I. Well, he's got. What I was gonna say before, he has this picture on his phone, of his. So it's crazy. Is even though he grew up in Little Italy, his grandmother was like, over here at the beginning of the country. And I said, you know, but they were still very Italian. But his grandmother came to this country in like the late 1700s, early 1800s. So his mother was born or. Or early 1800s, because his mother was born in 1891. Like, oh, wow. He's like, no, my mother was born in nine, like 1891. I'm like, holy shit. shit. You think about that. It's 150 years ago. Yeah. That's crazy. His mother lived till she was 100. And wow. so his grandmother was born in like 1850, you know, like 1860. Jesus. So he's got pictures of them in the late 1800s here. Wow. But he said they came over, like his family came over in like, they were like some of the first emigrants from, uh, from the from Italy. Pretty wow. interesting shit. Yeah, my dad came over by himself. Yeah, that's why. And he lived there. And uh, his mother. Then he brought his mother over. My grandmother. How old was your father when he came over? Like, really young. Yeah, like thirteen or yeah. something. Michael Sal, same thing. Really young. Yeah, really young. Michael Sal was born in nineteen. I'm trying to nineteen twelve. Michael Sal was born in nineteen twelve. So I'm born in eighty one. And I, well, he, was a, he was a trip. He was 87 when I was... I remember he was like 87 when he died. And I was like, you know, like 11, 12 years old. And my Uncle Sal came over by himself when he was 12. Yeah. And they came on the boats. And he came and became friends with, as nuts as it sounds, Paul Castellano, was my Uncle Sal's best friend. In the city. Forever. That's why. So my grandmother, when I found this out, I said to my grandmother, believe my grandmother walked the straight and narrow. She couldn't even... Remember when the cheater boxes come out? You could yeah. steal cable? <laughs> yeah. My father tried to offer one. She's like, I couldn't live with myself. Really? If you put, she just was very funny, really wonderful person. And so when I asked her about that, she's like, yeah, it's true. Your Uncle Sal was friends with Paul. Wow. And she's like, we all were very good friends with Paul and da-da-da. And she goes, I will tell you that your Uncle Sal uh, wanted to open a butcher shop. Paul gave him $35,000 in the 50s or 60s. Wow. 
And your Uncle Sal went to pay him back, and he wouldn't take the money back. Because, but your Uncle Sal never got involved with them. He just was friends with Paul. Right. And they were friends, childhood friends. He never got involved. And I think she was dead serious. My Uncle Sal didn't come off as like a gangster. Well, back then, all the Italians stuck together in the city. Yeah. They were all one big, you know, group. Because everybody else hated the Italians back then. Well, people don't know who Paul Castellano was. He was the godfather for a few years. And that's who John Gotti killed, essentially, right. to take over. To get over. If you're watching this stuff. But yeah. Yeah, man, so you might be around 106. You never know. Yeah. You look good, dude. You lost some weight, right? Oh, yeah. Nice and calm now. No more stress. When you got stress, bro, everything just goes. Everything goes. You feel like the job was stressing you out a little bit? Oh, all the time. Sure. Especially, you know, you get, so you work till, like, towards the end, you work until 7 in the morning. Then you're going to court at 9. And you're getting, you know, you're going to bed at whatever, let's say 11. Then you're getting phone calls. Hey, what happened last night? It's like, hey, dude, can I go to sleep for, like, 10 minutes? What do you think? Once, you know, uh, I would say I went from about 200 to 160 now, so. Hey, feel. Yeah. Oh, good. Good, good. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. going to see at the conference, so they'll be able yeah. to see what you look they'll like. Be like, hey, you that guy. <laughs> I'm going to get Tony it's, to come. Bro, it's funny when people say, you that guy. I'm like, and I see people like looking. They're like, they, they know, but they don't know. You know, they're like. Trying to piece it together. Yeah, they're trying to say, uh. But it's funny, too, because when that yesterday dress came out, I guess the whole freaking school watches yesterday dress. All the mothers, it's like, well, you on a yesterday dress? I'm like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So they right away, boom. That's when I first met you and talked to you on the phone because you guys are filming, right? And right. you're like, yeah, I got to go on this fucking show Ugh. to say yesterday dress thing. And it's a funny I, episode. I, I, I had to watch it. I don't know how the hell she did it. My daughter, she got us on there. I don't know how the hell. My she friend did it. was on it too, right down the road. I saw my friend a house down the road. He used to run a real estate team. He was him and his wife were on it. He didn't tell me this motherfucker. My friend Damien. And he's a great guy, Damien Leastro. Just so you know, so I'm I'm literally, and they're friends of mine. Like he's at my house in the right. summer. Like his kids, I like I love this guy. He's a such a good dude, non-judgmental, tough. You know, like yeah, yeah. good guy, just a good bro. You know, another Italian kid who's Irish looking. Like you know, so um, and I'm sitting like flipping through the channels one day, and I'm like, no way. Yeah. So I call him. I'm like, you were on fucking say yes to the dress, motherfucker. And he's like. Dude, it's not don't that, even start with yeah, me. Yeah, it's nothing that we want to like put out there. I know. That's why I'm doing it. It's like quiet. I, 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 when, I, mean? I thought to myself, when Tony comes in, I'm going to make yeah. sure I bring this up so it's I can like break nice his walls. It's like nice and quiet, you know, quiet thing. Don't worry. Nobody listens to this podcast. Oh, only 10 million people. 450,000 subscribers. Right. That's enough. <laughs> 450,000. You could find it on Say Yesterday. I was actually going to try to find the episode and give the actual episode oh, out. Oh, God. But you were funny on it, though. It was good. That's just me, though. I know. That's just me. But you weren't like... What you see is what you get. <laughs> no fucking filter, bro. I just, the PI shit that I do is fun. At least it makes me still, you know, I mean, some days you're sitting there 14 hours in a car, but still. But you're making a good buck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Work with a bunch of ex-troopers, um, really good guys. Uh, Lubertazzi and McGuire, really good guys. We just we, we just bullshit. Like, you know, you're, on, you're doing a three-man surveillance, and we're on the phone just breaking balls, bro. And quotes from movies. Oh, forget it, dude. It's just, it's a good time. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, like, we'll do a lot of surveillances in the city. A uh, couple Jersey. But a lot is in Manhattan. Some Jersey, some Westchester, stuff like that. Really good. That's and, cool. Yeah. It's uh, And then I do my own PI work. Like, whatever I, you know, people call me up, say, uh, can you do this or that? Yeah, yeah, no problem. But you believe believe it or not, it's not a lot of uh, marital stuff. It's, a lot, it's different stuff like... Um, Lawsuits? Not even. Not even. It's, let's say... Uh, like two married couple, they have a kid, they separate, 
either the husband has the kid or the, the wife has the kid. They want to know what they're doing when they have the kid. It's like, okay, hey, whatever you want. Um, I used to do a lot of, uh, like for Plymouth, Plymouth Rock, they used to do uh, insurance, fraud. insurance fraud stuff. You'd be amazed how much shit people, they're like, no, I can't bend over anymore. And they're like doing backflips in their backyard, right? Bro, there was a tennis guy, a tennis uh, pro. He changes his name and the whole thing. Changed his whole name. I found it, you know, found him where he worked, the whole thing. Got it on film, the whole fucking thing. He was getting paid like over a million dollars. The dude's perfectly fine. Tried to get over. Nah, sorry. And it's funny because I'll go in there, because I speak Italian, so I'll go in there with my fucking broken English and I'll just try and ask him for fucking lessons or something in there and I'm the whole time just filming the dude's like <laughs> doing fuck going back and he's got the clay um this big thing that you go across the clay with putting it on his back and dragging it it's like yeah you just lost your million dollars jerk off stuff like that no you shouldn't be defrauding insurance companies right and there's a lot of that though oh i know a lot i'm familiar a lot they do but yeah i haven't done that in a while um a lot of that stuff but not so much like, I guess they figured out that cheating doesn't matter in Jersey. You could go out and do whatever you got to do. doesn't matter. You right. know, it's still, at the end of the day, it's like, how much does he make? How much did, all right, insurance? Boom. It's clear and cut. I would say maybe three or four times. It was not even. Maybe twice we went out and just seen if the guy was screwing around or the girl. Vice versa. But other than that, it's just things that you wouldn't even think of. Like, people just want to know what. He's doing like different um, companies. Like, let's say he owns, like, you own Street Cop, and this other guy owns uh, some other cop thing, training thing. You hire us to find out what they're doing, how many people they're going in, track the number of cars they're coming. I mean, it's just weird shit. Weird shit. Like, people pay. So, hey, thank you. Keep uh, paying. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get into that? So, I had an ex uh, chief. He goes, uh, he left. And he went to go work for Sage. And uh, he goes, hey, Tone, you want to come do surveillances in the city? I'm like, eh, I don't know. To the city? He goes, nah, it's really great. You know, come on. I'm like, all right. So that was like 2013, 2014 when I just left. So I said, yeah, fuck it. Let me do it. And I've been with them ever since. And they're always calling, hey, Tone, you want to work? I'm like, yeah, great. Cool. So, and then the school, I just happened to. What happened with the school was I went to uh, the Italian state police come over every year for the Columbus Day Parade. So I'm at one of their dinners and a guy that was in charge of this Belleville uh, security thing in, in the schools goes, hey, uh, you want to come to Belleville, you know, work? I says, nah, not really. I says, uh, I'm not the type to you know, be in a school. Goes, I said, I hated school as a kid. I always used to run out. I says, I hated school. I, I did. I never went to college. Me too. I fucking hated school. So he's like, ah, come be a sub. I'm like, all right, I'll be a sub. So the one day they call me, go, hey, uh, we need a sub for the high school. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I told the guy I'll do it. Let me go do it. So I go there. Let me just tell you something, dude. I was like, there's no, I said, don't ever fucking put me back into school again. I can't fucking, these kids with the fucking attitudes. I'm like, nah, sorry. So they call me, ah, I got another perfect place for you. It's an elementary school. I'm like, all right, go try it out. Wasn't bad. It was all right. So, about three weeks later, the dude that worked at this school ended up getting fired for something. I don't know what happened. So he's like, "Well, why don't you take these three days for now until we find somebody?" I'm like, "All right." So I'm working. I'm working. 
Long story short, this guy that was in charge of it left. He went to go work somewhere else. So now there's another guy that worked that who was like his sidekick that was uh, there. So he's in charge of it. He's, he's, you know, he's good too. He don't bother nobody. So I ended up six years later, I'm still there. So You like it. It's good. It, you know what? It's, it's tough getting up in the morning. I hate mornings. But once you're there, it's like, all right. The only thing I don't like is working past 3.30 waiting for the parents to come get their kids. Because mm. it's like sometimes at 4.30, it's like, hey, dude, come get your kids. It's like, and I tell them, too. I get on the phone. I'm freaking nasty to them. I say, hey, yeah, Tony's babysitting service. It's $100 an hour. Uh, you want to come get your kid? <laughs> what do we miss? Anything today? I think we're good. Yeah. I think we're good. I appreciate whatever coming you, in. Whatever you want. No, that's I'm it. Here. I'm good. We're good. Guys, if you're in an area where you're trying to get to our classes, but we're not close to you, fret not. We actually have on-demand training at streetcop.com. You can take that course online right now, and then you could attend that training in the future at no additional cost. You can redeem your voucher. So you get two for the price of one. We don't want to deny you the ability to take this training now, especially knowing that it can keep you safe at a very minimum, putting bad guys in jail where they belong, and at the maximum going home to your family. Check out streetcop.com for that offer.